And oh, metronome. And technically, I'm gonna upload this one as 33. But technically, I'm recording it after 34 because the episode or the Jagoff hour for this week was like the CIA. Yeah, yeah no, the, the government pulled down our Jagoff hour because we uh, leaked too much information about the Varginha incident mm-hmm. and um, made too comprehensive of a story out of it, mm-hmm. and so they corrupted our file. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's true. I have Pretty the corrupted file. CIA move. Mm-hmm. They did it to Kennedy. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I got big on my mouth. Say some shit. Some shit. And more shit. And more shit. Uh, just hurry up and eat that shit, you fat bastard. Um, but yeah. Today we're here to talk about polygamy. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Hey, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac's dream is to have two. Uh, Isaac, what is your dream? Hmm? What is your dream? That's a, uh, it's a bit inappropriate for the podcast. <laughs> heard, 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 heard. Um, it involves a couch. Yes. Yes. And two women of very voluptuous stature. <laughs> but uh, I figure we talk more about the Virginia incident, see if this one gets fucked up too. Bro, they're going to take our shit again. We're going to take our shit again. Uh, when we recorded this, we recorded it early because Isaac just spent the weekend in Georgia. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Shout out your sister. Tirza. 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 Yeah, weird name, huh? It's wild. She got a weird ass name. Where'd she get it's from? It's got a Z in it. Uh, it's a... S- and a tear. Yeah, it's a city in the Bible. What? Or... I don't know. Let me look it up. It's either a city or a princess in the Bible. Um, T-I-R-C-A-H. Now, fuck the singer-songwriter. Fuck you, bitch. It's a biblical name. One of the daughters of Zelophehad. Zelophehad, which was a king in, uh, in a biblical city. So, yeah, one of the five daughters of Zelophehad. After their father's death, the five sisters went to Moses and asked him for hereditary rights. Moses brought their plea to God, and it was granted. So basically, the five sisters became the five queens of the city, rather than... And we're bringing it back to polygamy. Polygamy, yes. Polygamy. So, I mean, the key detail <laughs> in a lot of, a lot of uh, cultures. Yes. Um, but... Um, yeah, dude. We're going to talk more about the Virginia incident. Or maybe it was Dana. Uncle Dana pulled it. He heard us shit-talking some Dana. of his fighters, bro. Yeah. Fucking Dana. Fucking Dana, bro. Dana White. Dana White. <laughs> um, the UFC card we talked about was the one, I guess, two weeks ago. Yeah, where the only fu- good fight was the fucking women's fight. And then Joe Quinn Buckley. <laughs> Everything else was Hoakin. Hoakine? I don't know. Ho- Hoakine, uh Poton Buckley? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. He knocked some dude out, and then... Um, no, there were some firefights that night. There were some knockouts, at least. Yeah. But I don't remember too much. I remember Angela Hill got mur- er, Angela Hill got fucking beat the fuck up. Tough as fuck. And it happened on the feet. That's, is, she's a Muay Thai fighter. for her. Versus like a wrestler, a jiu-jitsu yeah. person. Not yeah. even a wrestler, a jiu-jitsu person. Yeah. She kept hitting her with those karate blitzes saying, yeah, 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 Putting hands on her. And then she went in for like a judo sweep or something and couldn't armbar her because you suck. And they gave her a stripe on her black belt for not armbarring the motherfucker. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on, bro. She couldn't get the sub over a Muay Thai fighter. <laughs> Half of her losses are submissions. You know what I mean? Like, just sad. But, shout out Angela Hill, bro. She a tough motherfucker. She definitely ate a lot of shots. A lot of shots that would have put a lot of people out. A lot of men out, too. Like, she took a knee right to the chin. Almost got knocked out, but then defended submissions, defended takedowns. 
and she stayed on bottom most of the time, just getting slapped in the face. Yep. Um, <coughs> and then when they were standing, she got popped in the mouth. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, but this crazy UFO, wait, 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 I didn't. What? I didn't. You didn't what? Introduce. Anybody. Us. No. Yeah, no. I just jumped right in. Motherfuckers know who we are. It is who it is. Um, <laughs> as always, soy el Hogwash. 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 Jaguash. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, and as always, it's the, or not as always, bro, because I just had you missing for a whole episode. Mm-hmm. It made me so sad. And we fucking you. lost our episode. And then I lost our episode, bro. It's fucked up. Yeah, should have updated it day of, put it on there. Before the FBI saw it on yeah. my Mac. We had to get it up there fast. Mm-hmm. I'll, get, I'll get this one up fast, brother. Alrighty. Um, but yeah, so the documentary we talked about last week is called Moment of Contact. Um... Give me a rundown of it, Izzy. Yeah, so Moment of Contact is the documentary covering the, I think, 1996 Varginha incident in Brazil where um, there was a bunch of different sightings of one glowing orb going through cities, uh, kind of going through city streets, looking around trying to find something. There was a... UFO that crashed allegedly at a at basically a field out in the outskirts of Virginia and then like in the middle of Virginia yeah because like the way the the city is shaped it's like built around like a little park Mm, yeah well they crash landed their shit and uh, this guy followed it thinking that it was a military plane going down and thinking he may help some people and uh, he said that he saw like oil everywhere coming out of the plane the grass was burned it looked like a crash it looked like a deflate it looked like a school bus like it was mm-hmm. a little bit bigger than a school bus he said yeah and it, it was, was pill shiny. shaped shiny as fuck uh like aluminium aluminium but um either way he stayed there until the military officers c- came and basically told him to leave at gunpoint <coughs> Um, the dude was like, I'm not leaving. This is a free country. This no, is Brazil. And then the guy pulled up his gun and said, I'll shoot you in the motherfucking I'll shoot mouth. You right in the mouth. Right in the mouth. Um, and then he left wisely. <laughs> Indubitably. And uh, like later, a little on, bitch. later on, there was three girls who saw a creature hung. Bunkered, hunkered, bunkered, punched <laughs> against a wall. Uh, a little brown dude, looking scary. He, his said his skin was covered in um, oil, oil of some kind. He had big red eyes and like seemed to just be crouched over in a scared posture. Um, he had three little bumps on his head, just yeah. like uh, young Samuel. Yeah, three little bumps. Um, Sam's only got two, but. <laughs> He had his three little three little bumps, not horns, but protrusions off the forehead, and then wisely all them girls ran off and got their mom. Because uh, they were like little Catholic girls, and they yeah, thought it was a demon. They thought it was the devil. But it looked scared, and it looked, uh, the way they described it, it looked scared, it looked feeble. That's what mm-hmm. they said. It looked feeble. And it's like, I don't know, these girls were young, but not like four years old. They were... I think one was 12, 15, and then like maybe 18 or some yeah, shit. Yeah, they like were that. like teenagers walking themselves home from fucking a library or, or... Or a gym. Yeah, a gym. A gym. Good shit, Brazil. Yeah, shout out you, bro. Just having all the gyms and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got like... Brazil. We got like three. Over, like in this... In the five minute radius? No. Radii? I mean, I don't know. What 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 kind of gym are we talking about? But anyways, if we talking about lifting, brother, there's there's plenty of those. But fuck those. You're talking about punching and kicking and choking. And yeah, those okay. types of gyms. Them types of gyms. Yeah. But in Brazil. Because like, Brazil is like 
jiu-jitsu is so deeply rooted in Brazil. Like my dick. Gyms everywhere. Um, And I'd be hard-pressed. You'd be hard-pressed to find any gym that just does one thing. You know what I mean? Uh, If they do, it's probably boxing. Um, There's a lot of gyms that just do, like, grappling or Muay Thai. Yeah. Right. They specialize, but fuck you, Spam Risk. Yeah, fuck you, Spam Risk. Yeah, fuck you. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not my friend. What? The Spam Risk. Oh. Yeah, he's not my friend, bro. Fuck you. Why are you calling me? How you get my number? (laughs) But essentially, this event takes place. These girls, they all see this creature, and they, like... They all three book it, and then one just keeps booking it. The oldest one just keeps booking it. Yep. And then the two younger ones, they're, like, stopped. And they're, like, they're away, far enough away. But they're still, like, what the fuck was that? Do we go back? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do? And then the oldest girl's, like, we gotta go get my mama. Yep, and, and that's then what they did. They got the mama. And then the mama, the mama didn't see no creature. But when she went back. She saw a muddy footprint, just like Bigfoot. A weird footprint. A weird muddy footprint, just like Bigfoot. Said it had three toes, and one in the center was extremely long. Mm-hmm. Weird footprint to me. Just like my legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, I think I'm done sharing, Mike. You might have to set the other one up. We we'll get some dishes. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah essentially this shit goes down these girls see it and then that night like this huge military blockade happens um and like these military officers chase this one dude out of the place where the alleged crash was and then like the whole town's like bordered off and there's little streets, and the girls see this creature down one of the streets, and it shows you on like a little map or whatever. And the documentary, as we said in, in the deleted files episode, uh, the documentary wasn't our favorite documentary in the world, but like the information, like it wasn't put together the best. So, yeah, the making of the documentary itself, not the best, but the stories that were told by the actual people when he interviewed people those were really interesting and compelling to me mm-hmm. um the putting together of the documentary and the way that he m- meshed it all together it was Aki! 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 it wasn't funny um i mean it wasn't good it wasn't supposed to be funny but it wasn't like didn't keep me fucking interested and then they didn't put the components in order like some of the best shit or he put it in the he put it in the order that he found out and it's like but that's why dumb. Right. You should put the order of the story. Yes. Like, they had some of the best clips in the world at the very end, like the end credit scene. Old news clips, stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. And he he put, like, news clips throughout it of, like, uh, the like, the time it happened. And one of the most compelling pieces to me is that there was this young military man who picked it, picked up the creature, like, picked up one of these, like, the little like oily motherfuckers looking like a teenager having a um he picked him up and put it in the truck put it in the truck with him and there was another officer in the truck with him his commanding officer who told him to pick it up uh this guy died a week later from Mm -hmm. like a mysterious infection like a mysterious bacterial infection uh that they couldn't figure out and I don't know, dude, it was 96, so it might have just been an STD or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, his sister said he was completely fine up until that day. That day, he was rushed to the hospital and he fucking died. Um, yep. And his commanding officer, like, they, they even got him to talk about it. Right? Uh, they had a, It wasn't his commanding officer that was there. But there was another ex-military character from the story um, that said he saw the creature. It was his... I don't think it was his commanding officer. I think it was just just his partner. Um, Because the guy was no longer a part of the military. And, like, he was hiding his identity in the documentary. Um, 
I don't know that that was his. He talks about penises. Co. Um, he talked about feet, bro. That's what I said. Phalanges. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this man he talks about it, and he's like a lot of the people they had towards the end of the documentary were probably the best parts of the documentary, in my opinion. Um, but these guys, they had their faces blurred. They only showed the back of their head. They had their voices uh, blurred or whatever the fuck that's called. And it was wild, dude. Like, this one dude died. They had to burn down a whole wing of a hospital. And this shit's all documented. Uh, They burned down a whole wing of a hospital because they couldn't get the smell out. And the mom who went back to the scene even talked about the smell. She said it was... The, the three little the three girls at the time they talked about like this smell of like sulfur and ammonia and then the mom is like it's more like ammonia or some shit like they that they argued about it for like five minutes for like no reason yeah I'm like bro shut the fuck up like it's neither and it's both whatever I don't care yeah they're like it's way worse I get it it stunk it, it was stank it smelled like booty hole nah but like yeah like alien booty hole alien booty hole yeah I ain't never smelled booty hole bro Bro, imagine it was just a regular-ass gray alien, but man had got all the, like, fluids from his spaceship all over his skin. His eyes were mad his irritated. his eyes were mad red because he fucking got all the oil and shit in his big-ass, no-eyelid-having-ass eyes. Um, and then it made him have, like, a skin reaction to it, so he got little bumps. And then man couldn't really see, so he was just over in the corner, kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> Geeking, bro. And then he, he saw some people go, run by, and he was like, I got booked, oh, <laughs> running through the city, and then ran up on a fucking uh, a military, blockade. military blockade, and some man just picked him up and threw him in the truck, it's like, oh, fuck. Damn, bro. He's like, what's this rinky-dink-ass spaceship? Where are we going? <laughs> are we going back to my planet? Say, <laughs> show me to your later. And then they hit him over the head and they Side, dissected him. Dissected his ass. They took him to a bunch of different hospitals, bro. Uh, there was one of these doctors who did the x-rays on it. They wouldn't let him see the x-rays. Mm. And he's like, I need to confirm if everything's okay. Or It's like, nope. Like, nope. Goodbye. And then they just took the body and left. Yeah, they did the x-ray in a box, too. So he didn't get to really see mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. In a body bag, I think they said. Yeah. Well, he was in a box with a blanket. That's what the soldier guy said. That's what the doctor guy said. Mm. They had, a, had his ass in a box. If y'all, can, <laughs> if y'all can hear that, there is a crazy crackhead neighbor. Who's just we'll call her Virginia. Motherfuckers. No. Oh, wait. No. Ashbury's. The ash holes in Virginia. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, whoa. Call her Tallulah. Tallulah sounds accurate, right? (laughs) The drunk guy's just barking at her. (laughs) And then she is yelling back at him. But her bitch ass has been doing all types of crazy shit. Ran up on some dude with a hatchet. Fucking always yelling at all hours of the night. Um, I believe they're in the process of evicting her now. And it's the only time that I don't feel bad at all that this motherfucker's getting evicted out of their house. Because I'm like, bro, you are ridiculous. ridiculous. It'll be 4 a.m. and she'll start yelling loud enough to wake me up out of my bed. And I live in the apartment across from her. Like, we're separate buildings, bro. My bed's as far away as possible from her bed, her front door, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so I feel bad for her direct neighbors, but she wilding out. Ooh, tang it. And long story short, Virginia. Uh, so it was a really cool, like, little, like, I don't know, dude. It was interesting because there were so many people who talked about it. Different doctors talked about mm-hmm. it. And these are credentialed doctors. And one refused to show his face. And his family even talked about it. Like, his family was there with him talking about it, and they refused to show their face, and they all had their voices, like, subbed over, blurred, whatever you call it. And then, on top of it, bro, um, there was a whole, like, they, even at the start, like, they said a few days later, they saw all these lights, these lights going up and down between 
like in the air, like a whole whole suburbs, whatever the fuck their suburbs in Brazil's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all talk about like a lot of people from the sur- suburbs talk about it, and then one dude even his mom videotaped it at the time, and you just see this weird big light going up and down. Yeah, it seemed like a little drone, like a searchlight, but. It was moving in ways that, like, our drones... Our planes. ...can't yeah. really move at this point. You and know what I mean? people were talking about the size of it as well being, like, a little bit bigger than a school bus. Really, that was a big item. Yes, bro. And it was UFO. wild, man. It was absolutely bonkers. Um, one of the craziest... Yeah, that shit is crazy. Like, they burned down a whole wing of a hospital because of it. There's documented evidence that it went, like, it went through three towns all across Brazil. Like, it started in, like, the top left, and then it moved towards the coast. Not the UFO, but, like, where they transported the body. And then it went all the way south of, like, in Brazil. And then from there, they, people all over there talk about U, U.S., the U.S. came in, like, U.S., planes and shit they came in and took it and that shit's wild bro like it's wild to even think about like some dude was in a fucking truck with an alien bro two dudes were in a truck with an alien alien truck alien truck called called the ben 10 truck mm. what do you think about ben 10 that was a banger until they went to like uh all that extra shit the seven three run yeah 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 well like it was a, it was a banger in its infancy like when Ben 10 was first coming out. And then when he was a teenager, it was still shows. it was still like a banger. When he got up to being a teenager, like some shit got whack and it was less interesting to me. But then like it was still okay. When I they started was... making him an adult, bro, I'm out. Like oh, he's a whole adult now. They've got shows with him as an adult. And he's got like a kid or whatever. He has a kid now? Yeah. No way. I think he does. Bullshit. Show me. All right, let me see. No way there's a show with a Ben 10 kid. Let me see, let me see, let me see. I remember in Ben 10, they time traveled and it showed Ben 10,000. And that was cool. Okay. Shout out Ben 10,000. When he had access to 10,000 10, aliens. aliens. I, I fucking, I used to fuck with Ben 10, bro. Ben has 10 was daughter. cool. He's a daughter? What the yeah. fuck? You show me this. Ben 10,000 has a daughter. Ben 10,000. See, that Yeah, that's future Ben 10. Though. That was in Ben 10, though. It showed that in Ben 10. Alright, let's see how far the Ben 10 series has gone. Because I remember eventually, like, he went, it went like Ben 10 and then Ben 10 Alien Force. And that was when he was like a teenager. And then he fought against some aliens and shit. Unlocked powers of the Omnitrix. And then it went into the Ultimate Alien, and he could turn like Ultimate Aliens. Alien Force, Ultimate Alien. And then wait, 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 and then it was the Jigsaw one where he got the little Lego dude, and he had that partner Rook. I don't know, but Omniverse was the next. That's it, Omniverse. And then there was a 2016 reboot, which I think is the one that we all hate. Oh, the yeah. one that's like still going 2016, on. 2016. The 2016 reboot was the yeah. one that we all hate. Where it looked like childish as shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they take the cool out of Ben 10. They also had five movies. One was called The Secret of the Omnitrix. I remember that. That was when he got way big. Yeah. Race Against Time. That was that live action one. Ben 10 versus the Universe. Oh, the shit. movie. Which one was that? I don't know. And several. Was that where he. And no. Comic books. But yeah. Five series. Um, I really only fucked with the original Ben 10, to be honest. I liked Alien Force and Ultimate Alien. I thought it was badass, because like as I started getting older, so did Ben 10. And so did Naruto. Hell yeah. Dragon Ball always stayed the same age, but... Shout out to them. Uh, long story short, the Vir- <laughs> the Virginia incident was crazy, bro. It really fucking happened. Or at least mm. dozens of people think it really happened. And they're dead committed. Check it out on Amazon Prime. And don't be like me. Don't rent the movie for five bucks. Because they'll take it away from you right after you watch it. Buy it for ten. Shut the fuck up. You should buy it instead of rent it. I'm not fucking buying shit. I don't even have an Amazon Prime right now. I'll use my Amazon Prime to buy it. It's okay. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Because, like, leg kick, your response? I'd ole it. Ole? Okay. Yeah, I'd ole your leg kick, and then I'd kick yeah. you in the back of your leg. That's not going to happen, because I'm just going to sidekick your kick from my missed kick position. But anyways. But then if you anyways. try to sidekick it, I would step out of the way, and then elbow. It's not even an elbow range, my dude. For me, it is. No. Do you know who I am? Have you seen my thighs? I have no idea who you are, actually. I know nothing about you. Soil Hogwarts. Soil Hogwarts. 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 So you're the entire Hogwarts like school. I'm the academy, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm the academy of leg kicks, bitch. Okay. Um, but me personally, I'd explode off my thighs and then land a gnarly elbow. Right. Just not even use your feet to explode. Just tense the thighs so much to the point where it like jolts you forward. Yes. I see. Yeah, yes. I see. Cool. You know who I am, right? At that point, I'll just eat, like, eat it and hit you way harder than you hit me. Because that's like me. But even if you do that, then I'm going to liver kick you. Yeah. I've been liver kicked a thousand times and never have I dropped, good sir. I care not. Bet. <laughs> Bet. Fuck that shit. Next thing you hear, I'm going to the hospital for a liver infection. My liver ruptured. <laughs> I'm going to start liver kicking you with them Tony Ferguson style kicks. Like toes out. Yeah. Into the body. Oh, please do, bro. It's like, bam. That shit's wild. I want to throw up, but don't throw up. Because don't be a bitch. I wouldn't throw up. Outside. I'd swallow it. Oh, that's what she said. Um, But somersault over the wall and run out the door. You know what I mean? Me personally, I do like a backflip over the wall. Yeah, see, I'm just gonna like step over it because it's only a half wall. And yeah, anomalous. You <laughs> just like step, right? Like a normal step. That'd be fine. It's, you know. Bonkers. Yeah. You can't step over that wall. I'll hurdle it. Okay, I can believe that. I can believe that. That'd be a tall ass hurdle, though. No. Nah. It's like this tall. I could hurdle it. Yeah, I, I know. But I can box jump over that. I don't be box jumping like that because we don't have a box. I, bro, I love box jumps. We got mad boxes at D1. Like, there's wooden ones, and then there's, like, foam ones that you can stack up. Nice. Yeah. So you cannot stack the wooden ones? Well, I mean, you can, but they're not going to be stable. The foam one, right. the and foam one's like Velcro. If you the wooden one, then your shins are fucked. Yes, bro. Uh. Last time, last time I missed on a box jump, my shin was fucked up for like two weeks. I remember you came in with it like wrapped, and I was like, "What the fuck is that? You got an infection or something? You nasty bitch!" And then you're like, "No, bro." I, I box jumped. I, I scraped my shin. I was like, "Haha." I was being lazy. Yeah, and then we had to do shin to shin, and you were like, "I might not stay for this. This doesn't seem smart." <laughs> Facts, bro. Hamilton, do you know Hamilton, big yeah. dude? Yeah. yeah. He was in intro to sparring for the first time last night. Mm-hmm. That shit was lit, bro. Nice. He's strong as fuck, dude. He was just throwing me in clinch. Like, it wasn't even sweeps. He was just, like, fucking, like, tossing me like WWE. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Slanging me. Damn. Yeah, bro. He's 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 going to be interesting. Uh, he gets tired, for sure, but everybody does when they're new. Um, he's going to be interesting. I can't wait to tape him and take his... Take his what? What is it? Help shatter his ego. You know what I'm saying? Because like when new guys always come into sparring, they're like, yeah, and then they throw mad hard until they get heaped a couple times, mm-hmm. and then I make them tired, and then I make them play my game, and then we're just having fun because they're not trying to hit my hit me in the head anymore because they're tired, and they'll get heaped. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yep. I like teeping motherfuckers. Oh, dude, I love teeping motherfuckers. Yeah, it's nice. It's one of my favorite things. Especially because with me, like, they won't even think I can hit them. We'll be super far away. <laughs> Teep. Bro, you, your, te- your rear teep is so long. Hella long. Hella long. <laughs> so long. That's why I've opened up literally every fight with that. And then you could even, like... Because in my fourth, I threw like one kick. 
Otherwise, it was hands. Because right, you fucked up your toe in the third. Yeah. Yeah. I head kicked that dude so many times and teeped him a bunch, and my toes were busted. And shit. then he melted. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I kept head kicking him. Um, but what are you going to do? I'd lean back like and then many, come back like, with a Like, hook. how many head kicks can you eat? Right. Before you go down. You know what I mean? And I had knocked him down like four times in the fight before I hit him with the head kick. Um, or in my opinion, should have been that way. Because they kept stopping it because he was putting his head down. And I'm like, dude, he's going, he's like half asleep. And then I hit him again and he would pop back up. And I'm like, okay, you see, he was like, you needed to call that an eight count and not just tell him to stop ducking. You know what I mean? But yeah, they gave him hella warnings. And then that man just probably shouldn't have been in there at that stage. But it was fun. It was lit, bro. I love watching your fights, man. Dude, yeah. Fucking, uh, your Thailand one was lit as fuck, too. It was, like, one of the, one of the, one of my favorite fights from, like, the catalog of fights. Because we have a lot now to go and watch. There's a lot of fights out there that we can find. Yeah, because we have, like, I have five. You Uh have five. Deuce has 12. Something like that. Yeah. Either 11 or 12. Yeah, he's got some, something like 12. I don't even know how many Phil has, but I know he has a bunch. He's got a bunch as well. Definitely over 10. And then um, Boo Boo has a few. Boo Boo, Scott, I think he's got like fucking... Probably at least four. I think he's got it. Like, I think he had uh, at least five or six. Because huh. I don't know. He's had an MMA fight. He's had a boxing fight. Oh, I forgot about the boxing bunch of Muay Thai fights um I wasn't counting the MMA but yeah yeah but he's done a bunch of fights um so yeah there's a lot of film out there to watch like some of Phil's early stuff you can't find Mm. but um I have every one of mine documented which is super nice me too yeah like I I don't have them now but I could even go back and find footage of all my like sparring videos um when those were sent to me I miss that, bro. When we used to record the sparring. No, I mean, uh, I just mean. Um, oh, you took PKBs. Like PKB videos, yeah, yeah. Those tournaments and stuff. A lot of them are on Facebook. You plan on fighting in August, yeah? Man, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. Like, you want to do MMA? I want to, yeah. Kind of just want to focus on the jujitsu part, and I know if I start a, a Muay Thai camp. You're going to Muay Thai. I'm going to be doing Muay Thai and strength and conditioning, and then the jiu-jitsu will fall to the wayside um, a little bit. And then it's also just like, I don't know, where are we putting the priorities at? Because if I tell Johnny I want a blue belt, but then I go and do a Muay Thai fight instead of coming to jiu-jitsu, he's not going to give me a blue belt. Mm. Even if I still come to the class mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, because my focus isn't going to be in jiu-jitsu the way that it needs to be to get the blue belt so I don't know where I'm at like I said a while back like I'm just kind of keep doing an equal amount of both for a little bit and then see where I want to go um, there's going to need to be dudes who go just to coach at that event mm-hmm. there's going to be need to be dudes who stay at the gym to coach at the gym Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. I'll see how I'm feeling, and then I'll kind of decide what what I'm doing for August. But I don't fucking want to fight for the IKF. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to pay eighty dollars to fight for some bullshit belt that I can't defend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I want to fight for fucking NFC. These local promotions that put on good shows and don't rob fighters. SKC. Fucking the SKC, they just started their uh, Southeast Muay Thai fight card as well. Their fourth one in September. they've got that one slated, so they'll be doing a Muay Thai card. That should be nice. Um, But I'm not trying to fucking fight for the IKF. They're just robbing everybody. Like, robbing the fighters. And they're all amateurs, dude. Like, how are you going to fucking... How are you going to bleed the sport like this? Like, right. guys can't even afford to fight at your event. 
It's eighty dollars um, to fight, a hundred and twenty for at least a hotel room. Yeah, and we gotta travel to fucking all these places too. Like I know all fighters have to travel for the big events, but you're robbing everybody, like the fans, the fighters, the coaches. Because even to like just record a single fight, you have to pay yeah. the price of a ticket. Yeah. But no, man, we've had this fucking talk before. I just don't like. I don't like the IKF. I don't care to fight for them anymore. Um, I would rather just fight in these other promotions. You know, there's fucking... There's promotions out here where it's only high-level people. You know? SKC. They don't fuck around at NFC. SKC literally just wants the best fighters in the Southeast. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I don't have to go and fight at... The IKF. The only reason it's nice is because they let you do two in a night. Yeah. And if I go for an SKC belt, that's going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how they do it. Um, most of the time. They do the King of the Ring event. That shit's dope. It's bro. fucking lit. Yeah. Um, you get to go out and fight twice in a night, which is something I'm, I've already done. And, I'm and then their belts, bro. Their belts are so cool. Belts are beautiful. And it's something that actually means something. You it's get the to best. defend the belt. You know, it, it, it's a title that you can go back and defend. Whereas, like, if we went and fought for one of those IKF belts right now, then that's not a belt you can defend. That's just a belt you get to qualify to fight for another belt that they're going to charge you more money to fight for. And then, like, I don't care about your prestige. Fuck the IKF. I'll Facts. go pro and get, like, get my prestige in a fucking actual promotion that's not trying to fucking jack everybody's money yeah and where is it going just towards their events their 13 cent trophies they're fucking exactly their belts are fucking plastic and not an ounce of real metal on there no leather nothing but it's just cheap man I, I, I don't like fucking I don't know not as a representation of Rogue I just don't like Johnny Davis and I don't like the IKF um as a fighter, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do the fights yeah. in uh, August, just because I, I haven't fought all year, and it feels. I uh, dude, if I'm going back to Thailand, I I need to do something. Yeah. Yes, I bro. Um, like I'm seeing these Thai dudes, uh, these Thai kids that were having like their first fight around me. Mm-hmm. They're up to like 12, 14, 16 fights. Yeah, it's different in Thailand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure, and I want to go down there. I don't even want that many fights, bro. Like I, I do, of course. Um, like my plan, the way I have it mapped out in my head, is if I get my blue belt, cool. If I don't, shit, I gotta work even more, which sucks. But I love jujitsu, bro. I fucking love jujitsu, man. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of cool being a white belt. Because everybody, kinda, like, the upper belts look down on you. And then when you sub them, they get pissed. Yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I, uh, when I get my blue belt, I will be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. But if I have to stay a white belt for longer, that's cool, too. I want to do MMA so bad. That's been, like, my thing for a while. I've just wanted to do MMA that's because... That's the thing, too, man. That's what everybody cares about. That's and, what like, feels amazing. Yeah, it's the best type of fight you know everything yeah and literally dude my my plan is like here in less than three weeks we go to sega uh the southeast grappling association they have an event in swananoa Asheville. we'll go compete at that i'm competing in the intermediate two to four year range with like the blue belts and stuff i'm a white belt i'm gonna maul some blue belts bro it'll be beautiful and then uh, I signed up for the Absolute for like ten more dollars, cause why the fuck not? Uh, even if, dude, if we, if there's so many dudes from Rogue competing, uh, and I, I heard something about there's like a three hundred dollar cash prize for it. Mm. For the bro, Absolute. Yes. And I feel like I have a, I have a fighter's chance, bro. I'm a fucking fighter. <laughs> Is that any like? Belt any level? any belt level, or yeah. Any weight? Yeah, so there's like heavy guys, there's light guys. It's mostly blue belts. There's some purple belts. 
uh, last time I looked, and then there's a, obviously a bunch of white belts. And I think that's a notification I have for a meeting. Um, Pat's going to try and FaceTime me in a sec. I got to deny that, and I feel bad. Um, but essentially, I want to compete at this. I want to do the absolute um, because I know for a fact I don't get tired from one or two jujitsu matches. Uh, I'm a, I punch people in the face and then for three to five rounds, bro, we maul people. That's what we fucking do. Yeah. I'm not going to get tired from one or two jujitsu matches. Even if I'm a little sore, I'm still going to, I'll be fine by the time I roll the next. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things we have an advantage of is our cardio. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those jujitsu guys get tired and when they start to get tired, they get sloppy yeah. and complacent. And I think that's where we can shine. And I'm that's... also just a lot more confident in my ability to get somebody to the mats, like compared to a lot of jujitsu guys. Like a lot of jujitsu places don't drill that stuff as much, but like sweeps are fucking super useful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I got me sweeping motherfuckers. Um, my double legs, not that great, but I can get a double leg. I can get a single leg. I know now what to do with that. Um, not to swing them towards their arm and all that shit, but, um, drive sideways you feel me mm -hmm. but yeah no I'm, I'm confident in my ability to like get a top position and then I've started to like know what or I've started to figure out what I'm good at and kind of my game and where I need to work on things so it's uh it's been nice man and jujitsu is fucking really fun it's also really crazy um so much to think about compared to like Muay Thai I guess there's a lot when you're not about. as fluid, yeah, right, right, because it it gets to that point in Muay Thai like you don't have to think so much mm -hmm. and you're just kind of like doing what you know, and it feels amazing and you're like you can still like you you're still learning in the moment, but at the same time you're doing you're imposing your we your will, mm -hmm. uh, in jujitsu since we're like newer less experienced in jujitsu, we get it. Like, it's kind of reversed. <laughs> it's wild. But it's fun, man. It's fucking lit. And uh, I love that shit, man. And, yeah, I think I'm going to compete. I know I'm going to compete in less than three weeks. I'm excited for it. I'm counting the days down. I have all my training days marked. Um, and I know I'm doing it right. I know I'm going to be ready because I've already competed in a blue belt tournament before. Nice. And I'm... Um, I've got Johnny Buck as a coach. Mm -hmm. I've got fucking whoever's going to be in my corner at the time. I'm not worried about because we have solid ass dudes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then right after that, I'm still going to keep my jujitsu consistent. I'm still going to stay consistent with my jujitsu. Pretty much the same schedule Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays mm -hmm. and Thursday nights, of course. Um, because this is the shit I do. Uh, as a personal trainer, I have a lot of free, like flexibility to create my own schedule, um, which is hard as shit. And it's also, it can get very stressful and frustrating if you don't plan your shit out, um, <laughs> uh, which is weird for me. And then I would say in August, I'm competing at Worlds in Atlanta uh, because I think I can get two fights. That's my goal. Like I want to have two more fights there. Uh, just to get the fights in, just to get more experience and Absolutely. just to feel a little better on my feet because I love fighting, bro. And next time I, I don't want to, because I, I know I can clinch a dude up and land knees and elbows because that shit's mad easy, but I really do kick him, kick him in the head. Yeah. Like when I, in my second, yeah, my second fight, I couldn't rely on clinch because the dude was way stronger than me, way mm -hmm. bigger than me. Elbowed me in the cheek right before he had fucking elbow pads on, bro. And then I had to outstrike him. Like, I had to figure that shit out. And sec in the round two and three, I really just started outstriking him. And that's how I was beating him. And then my third fight, I just wally walked that man. Mm -hmm. And knee, then. Knee, knee, elbow, elbow, yes, knee, bro. Knee, and then deep jab, jab, knee, deep. And, uh, that fight was ridiculous. That fight. <laughs> 
That fight went all three rounds, and I don't know how, because that man was literally just getting beat up for every minute of every round. It was ridiculous, bro. I was like, stop the fight. Bro, right? And then, he's, he's not defending himself. Bro, I landed so many elbows, so many knees. I think I landed over like 50 or something, bro. You got bro. hit like super hard a bunch of times in that first fight. And then the second fight, it was like, oh, I don't even have to like worry about it. It was <laughs> just he's, whack, whack. He's not getting touched. And uh, my fourth fight, I was a little nervous coming off of like a year of mm-hmm, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I clinched the shit out of that man. Elbowed, kneed, really just kneed and pressured. I landed like maybe three or four jabs. Every jab I threw, I landed. Every teep I threw, I landed. Mm-hmm. And I threw like maybe five or six teeps, maybe three or four jabs. And then in my last fight in Thailand, I was starting to get in my shit. I was doing pretty good. Um, I tried to clinch a little too much towards the end. And that's where I lost points and mm. uh, because he landed more knees than me. I see. Uh, but I really almost knocked that dude out, and I think my I'm fight number six, fight number seven, I'm going to use a lot more striking, because um, I know the way I function, and I'm understanding my fight style better than ever. Yeah. Um, thanks to you, thanks to people who constantly push me to grow and evolve, thanks to people who are always getting better, which make me be like, yo, I need to get fucking better, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then I want to do those, and then I want to fight for the SKC, and ideally, optimistically, getting my blue belt and having an MMA fight before Thailand would be awesome. Yeah, when are you going to Thailand? I, I honestly, I'm looking for a flight like November sixth through the sixteenth, somewhere in there. Um. Next year, like when I on my birthday, technically the end of this year, but uh, shout out November twelfth. 2000 was the birthday and (laughs) uh, on my Jordan year my Jordan year being the year I'm 23 Mm -hmm. I want to go balls to the wall I like this is the shit I'm doing and if I can stay consistent if I can keep upping my personals and just keep doing good with my clients and keep helping my clients achieve their goals and shit and just keep doing good as a personal trainer I think I can have an online business and I don't really have to worry about training people in person and wasting more time that way. Mm-hmm. I think my Jordan year, I'll be able to fight a lot more. I'll be able to train more. I'll be able to just do that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. And shout out fighting. Love this yeah, shit. Bro. I love fighting, man. I'm glad to be able to like not have to exit the sport to work. You know, I don't have to like, <laughs> I don't have to go and do something else to, to, to make a, make a living now. You know, I work at an MMA gym and that to me is great. You know, even if I'm fucking, even if like, I'm not always doing Muay Thai, always doing Jiu Jitsu, I'm always in the sport and I'm, I've learned a lot about the business side of the sport and it's been really impactful in my life and where I'm moving and who I am as a person to be in the position I'm in now, I can't be like, uh, can't be my old self where I was like an introverted fucking couldn't talk to anybody, nervous, like manic kind of a person. And then, uh, I've gotten a lot better about talking in public, directing people on how to do things and just like being more confident in myself and, uh, something that, I had to like kind of realize as a coach is that like I can't be trying to prove myself like in the on the mats Mm -hmm. you know I can't be out there trying to prove that I know what I'm talking about because it's not about me on the mats it's about everybody else there um so like to sit there and and like be unconfident and like make it seem like I'm trying to prove that I know the technique is selfish and arrogant and it's not helping anybody not even myself um so now it's been like how can i portray this in the best way for them to understand it like i know that i understand the techniques i'm a lot more confident in myself now than i've been ever and so um yeah it's it's been great for me man it's great 
journey, great sport. I really want to get into MMA as, as soon as possible and start taking fights there. Um, and then, like, we all, we're both trying to go pro down the road. Um, I'm not trying to fast track it, but I'm also trying to fast track it a little bit. Um, and by episode 78 of the Jag Off Hour, we will be crazy. Yeah, we'll be crazy. We'll be lit. We'll be um, crazy, bro. Yeah, it's okay. Like Conor McGregor said. That Vince Van Gogh said. Yeah, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of people said, but nah. Once my wife's got a car for every day of the week, and my children's oh, children are... I thought it was a different <laughs> And my children's children are set for life, then I won't care that I've lost my mind in this sport. You know yep. what I mean? Something Vince like Van Gogh. Um, but yeah, no. Trying to get rich, trying to be the best in the world, you know, all we gotta do is keep putting the work in. Now I'm like, I feel solid about my position in the sport. And it, I haven't felt solid about my position in life for a really long time, you know, I, and had like a real sense of direction on where I was going, what I'm trying to do with life. Um, so it feels good to be like firm in my convictions and where I stand and what I'm doing with my life. You know, everything I'm doing has a purpose. Um, so that's really cool. That was a slap bump, by the way. Um, jujitsu shit. Before, before I cut this episode off, you know what I need from you? I need a roar, bro. Give me your best Jaguar roar. Jaguar? Jaguar. Um, shit. I have no idea. Alright, bro, that's it. Thank you for being on episode... <laughs> episode number 33. I'll upload this later today. Alright. Um, and yo, shout out to everybody supporting. Uh, because I've gotten like real feedback from like people I know and... I think that shit is so wild, man. Shout out y'all. Shout out, especially the Ashbury Ashholes and the boys in Belgium. Shout out you guys. Shout out. Uh, shout out.